Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, bless everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're going to continue looking at the book of 2 Peter. Uh, Peter's last word to the body of Christ, he knew he was about to die. How did he know that? Well, the Lord had revealed it to him. And he was he actually said it in a very poetic kind of way. He says, I know, know the laying aside of my earthly dwelling is imminent, which means it's about to happen pretty soon. He knew something was up. But he kept encouraging them to be diligent, to be diligent in the faith. And he tells us to do likewise and be diligent to understand that divine power that the Lord has granted to us. And it pertaining to everything, to life and godliness, and how that we're literally partakers of the divine nature. And then the various things, remember the list of things he said, I want you to grow in and apply diligence, faith, moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. And he says, because of that, I want to remind you of these things, that even after I'm gone, I'm writing this down to where you can be reminded of it. He continues on with this thought. This is 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. For we did not follow cleverly devised tales when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. So Peter is letting them know from the very beginning that what he shared with them was the truth. And it wasn't just some type of fanciful tale. It wasn't some type of cleverly devised tale, but he was an eyewitness of the majesty. And he's about to tell us in the next uh, two verses exactly uh, what he gives us one of the examples of an eyewitness. But I want us to be really, really aware of this. So much of what passes for preaching today and teaching today are cleverly devised tales. Okay, just cleverly devised tales. And usually they're not cleverly devised tales of the person saying it, but from someone else. You would be shocked at the uh, number of quote-unquote preachers who stand up and present a message that uh, they bought somewhere else. Okay, Now, this is nothing new. I mean, you can see this for my whole life. You've been able to walk into bookstores and find a book every year that has 104 sermons, one for the morning and one for the night for all 52 weeks out of the year. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying that's inherently evil or anything like that because we are to, uh, uh, you know, there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors, and I think we're to glean from one another and we're to learn from one another. But, uh, I mean, even in the churches that some of you think are the hip-hop happening in our places, uh, the messages are just pulled off the Internet. They're cut and paste, put together. It's just so obvious that it's not even funny, folks. I mean, it's just not even funny. And so Peter says, you know we didn't do these things. You know we didn't come up with these cleverly devised tales. You know that we did not. Uh, I'll tell you one of the things I see all the time is that people avoid uh, teaching the truth of the Word of God through cleverly devised tales. They'll get up and they'll read a passage, and then they'll skirt all about it, all around it. And I've used examples several, t- several times before. They're like those little bugs that you see on top of a pond, on top of a lake, that fly along, you sort of skip along the top of the water and barely touch the water. That's literally how they handle the Word of God. And then they just come up with great tales, great stories. Peter says, you know we didn't do that. And what Peter declared to them, listen to it again, for we did not follow cleverly devised tales when we made known to you 
the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. So what he made known to them was the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and the fact that Christ had come, that the Lord had come. And it's not just that he thought this. He said, I was an eyewitness of it. And here again, as part of the problem within uh, the proclamation of, and I hate to even say messages or sermons today, they're more like tales and stories, you know. So often people are standing up or reading things or saying things, and it's because they're not eyewitnesses of his majesty. Oh, they'll profess faith. Oh, they'll say this about, you know, the Lord, and they'll acknowledge, yeah, he's Messiah, he's this and that, and it'll look great and it'll look wonderful, but you don't see power. And you don't see the passion that comes about with an eyewitness encounter in a time of worship. Quite often you'll see these folks in worship times and they're just wandering about, wondering about. You wouldn't believe how many folks I've been with that are the leaders within the church and the pastors within the church through the years. And you're just sitting there and they're just over there, you know, they're looking at their clock and they're looking at the worship guide. They're going along, they're talking to other members of the church during the worship time. Okay. I had one two or three years ago. He'd just sit there on the front pew and just flip through the hymnal. You know, everybody else would stand up. They're singing their words. He's just sitting there flipping through the hymnal, you know, just waiting for his time to come. Let me tell you, that kind of stuff really reveals what's going on. And Peter was saying, we were not like that. We were eyewitness of the majesty. We made known to you the power and that he came. So here's the example that he gives in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 17. He says this, For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, such an utterance as this was made to him by the majestic glory. And here's what the utterance was. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And we ourselves heard this utterance made from heaven when we were with him. On the holy mountain. That's when Peter was part of the three uh, apostles that were with Jesus during the transfiguration, what we call it when Jesus was transfigured. And he's standing there talking with uh, Moses and Elijah. So Peter's saying, you know, we told you about this. We have seen this. We've seen him in his power that is yet to come. So we weren't doing any of these little cleverly devised things that the scribes did, that the religious rulers did then. And what they do now. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, he said this in verse 19. Let's look at these last three verses of this chapter. So we have the prophetic word made more sure to which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. And you say, well, he says we have this prophetic word. So is Peter saying, well, since I've seen the Christ and I've been with Christ, I have this prophetic word and I have this special word and it's a lamp shining in the dark place? Well, yes, in a manner of speaking, but he's not limited to that. How do I know that? Listen to the next verse. But know this, first of all. First of all, know what? That no prophecy of Scripture. Aha! So he's bringing the word in. No prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will. But God moved by the Holy Spirit. But men, I'm sorry, men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. So what he's saying is this. Yes, we have this prophetic word. We have this sure word. Quite often you'll hear people come along and say, well, the only sound sure word you can ever have is the word of God. 
but it's not a matter of one's interpretation. The word of God is sound. It is sure. But what they're trying to do when they say that is that the Lord will not speak to somebody prophetically today. Well, sure he will. He'll speak that way. If somebody comes along and says, I have a word from the Lord, and it disagrees with the word of God, well, then you know their word is not from the Lord, that at best is from the flesh, and it's probably from some other Lord. And he's saying this, the true word is not an act of the human will. The true word comes and is spoken from God through the Holy Spirit by men. And he's letting them know this is where we are, folks. This is what's happening in my life. This is what's happening in your life. And we would do well to give heed to it. Okay? So go back and read through uh, first chapter of Second Peter right here. Ask the Lord. Receive from him and see what he speaks to you. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.